When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We're back to game day editions. Hornets ready to get on the road once again, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Charlotte had a nice five-game homestand, nice in the sense that we all got to be at home for a while in front of our great fans in the Queen City, but not so nice in terms of record. It did end on a high note, though, with the win over the Indiana Pacers. We'll talk about what that victory means in the context of the Hornets' season. Also, we'll talk about how well-positioned the squad is to take in potentially a top five, maybe even higher pick in the upcoming draft. And of course, we will preview tonight's game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Helping us on all these topics, she's one of our favorites here on the Hornets Hivecast, Ashley Strohline. Find her on Twitter at Ash Stroh, sports reporter and anchor extraordinaire at WCNC. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Glad we were able to do this once again before the season wraps up in April. So thanks for having me on. I know between uh, your jet-setting lifestyle and uh, seasonal allergies, finally able to work this <laughs> one in. So we're we're glad to have you. Likewise. Happy to be here. Let's tip it off with uh, the most recent game here for the Hornets. Hornets had a nice two-day break to celebrate their win over the Indiana Pacers, 115-109. to And what stood out to me about this one, it was the first game since the Hornets were mathematically officially eliminated from postseason contention. They were down by more than 20 points in the opening 20 minutes of play and yet still made this comeback. And for me, I think that's just such a testament to the character of this team and the character of these players to continue to push because, as you well know, in sports at any level, when the incentive of playing for the playoffs, playing for the title is removed, sometimes the motivation is removed. And if it isn't at the start of the game, oftentimes it comes up if you're down by 20 in the first 20 minutes. So for me, this was a remarkable victory. What message did you take away from it? Yeah, well, this was like one of the only games I had a chance to go to as a fan. I had the night off. Mama Stro was in town. She coached basketball, and she loves the sport. And she's like, hey, let's, let's go to the Hornets game. And I was like, all right, let's go. And so I was pumped to be there. And then, as you mentioned, they were down by you know more than 20 at one point in the first half. And I was like, oh, no, like, Mom, I'm, I'm sorry. This is the game that we picked to go to. But then, like you said, like had so much fight, so much resilience, and then battled back and, and came out with the win. I thought it was a a great show of the character, like you said, of the guys on that team. And I think that's something that Coach Cliff has been reminding us of all year long. Like, yeah, we've seen our fair share and more of adversity with injuries and things that we've went through as a team. But at the end of the day, this is a great group of guys that are showing up to work every day. They want to get better. They want to win. 
And so the fact that they could have easily given up with being down that much in the first half and didn't and then came back and pulled out a win was, I think, just a stellar show of who those guys are and what Coach Clifford is doing with those guys on and off the court. No question about it. And again, going back to the thought that you know the team's eliminated, we're late in the season, oftentimes teams will transition towards the younger members of their roster. And I think the Hornets, we still will see more and more younger members of the roster get more and more opportunities, roughly you know, a couple of weeks left in the season. So I do think that will happen at some point. But the power of that example from guys like Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre and the impact that can have on younger players, like, hey, it doesn't matter what incentive you might think is on a game if you want to play in this league you got to reach this level of excellence and effort on a nightly basis or you're just not going to get on the floor for sure 100 percent, and that's what you want from your veteran guys right especially when you you've got you know a fairly young roster and they're new to the league and there's the transition from you know college to the nba and, and i think sometimes guys underestimate what that requires of you both mentally and physically and so you want people like you just mentioned Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, Terry Rozier showing the guys that like okay they're going to be nice even if we're the best team in the NBA we're going to find ourselves in those situations so you have to come out there every second that you're on the court stay focused have fight have grit and and as you said okay they know they're not going to the postseason this year but still we have something to prove we're professionals we have the opportunity to play in the NBA and again every second that you're on the court that you're in the game matters not just for the team but also for your future and and your career because it shows people who you are and, and what you're made of at the end of the day lastly I think there's a messaging component of that last win over the Pacers now right now even though Indiana's is quite a distance away from the Hornets in terms of positioning and the, the wins lost and the win percentage. They're, relatively speaking, in the same place. Both teams, if the season ended today, would be in the lottery. And I think they both, going into this season, going into last season, kind of occupied the same space where there is certainly some hope. If the cards fall right, if you can avoid some injuries, you can make your way into that play-in, maybe contend for that 4, 5, or 6 spot in the Eastern Conference. Or if things go wrong, you can find yourself in the lottery again. But you're competing in the same vicinity. And I think by avoiding a sweep on the season series, Charlotte sends the message to Indiana and no one else to themselves that, hey, you know, even though things went horribly awry this year from an injury and availability standpoint, this team was still able to contend and get a win over a Pacers squad that had everything to play for the other day. Absolutely. And again, I think that's what you want, right? Like, just because we know we're not going to a play-in, we're not going to a playoff series, we're not going to make it easy on you. Why would we want to make it easy to you for you? We're not, right? And so anytime you can go out and, and send any type of message, regardless of what your overall situation is, I think it's great, and, and like you said, they did exactly that. Hornets are 23-50 and 50 after that win over the Pacers, and they will be taking on the New Orleans Pelicans later on tonight. Pelicans also, uh, at the moment, kind of flirting with that. Will they be playing? Will they be on the outside looking in? Hey, they're only a couple of games out, quite frankly, of a top six seed. They could bubble up into uh, automatic entry into the postseason. So a big one for the Pelicans tonight. Uh, Hornets will try and trip them up to begin this two-game road trip. Coming up next, we're going to look into the future, how well-positioned are the Hornets as a franchise to bring in a top-five pick in theory. We'll talk about that next with Ashley Strohlein from WCNC after this here on the Hornets Ivecast. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Ashley Strohlein, our guest today. She is sports reporter and anchor extraordinaire at WCNC, your NBC affiliate here in the Queen City. You can find her on social media, specifically Twitter, at Ashstro, A-S-H-S-T-R-O. Ashley Strohlein, our guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast. So, Ashley, even though mathematically the elimination from postseason contention has just recently happened. Realistically, the Hornets seemed lottery-bound for quite some time, if at no time prior to that, when LaMelo Ball went down for the remainder of the season with the fracture in his ankle. uh, That kind of did the Hornets in for the remainder of the slate. So we've been asking a lot of our guests how well-positioned they think the Hornets are to, A, bring in a top-five talent, because we've seen several teams go to the lottery well again and again and again, and I don't think that's a fate any Hornets fan wants to see right now. Um, And beyond that, how well-equipped are they to have a bounce-back season? If no other changes happen and they just had better health where would the Hornets land? So I want your expert opinion. A, do you think the how do you feel the Hornets are positioned to bring in one of the elite talents in this year's draft compared to their peers at the bottom of the standings? And how well positioned are they as a roster right now to make a jump up in the standings for next season? Well, you know, if anyone has talked to me in the last few months uh, or a few weeks, and since we kind of knew, like, okay, we're not going to the playoffs, right? Lamelo's out. Our season's kind of you know done as far as that stuff goes. I I'm just hoping for some NBA lottery magic. I want to see us get the number one pick. It's not really worked out in our favor before, even back in the day as as the Bobcats in the season that they won seven games. But I'm like, okay, let's just have some magic in 2023. Let's get that top pick, praying to the basketball gods, and maybe we could get, uh, you know, Wimby here. And imagining him with Mello would just be completely awesome. I think the type of, of things and magic they could do on the court. Now, maybe that's me being way too much of an optimist, but I think there are some other other guys that would be, uh, you know, really good fits here. you got Scoot Henderson, you've got uh, Thompson, and you've got Brandon Miller. And, and so there's a lot of people, I think, that um, have potential to develop into to really great talents that are selected or are in the mock drafts right now being, you know, top four, top five that I kind of went through in the list right there. But I'm just going to hold out and, and be this optimist, Sam, that maybe, just maybe we can get the top pick. And when we get it, we can do, you know, something right with it. Because the Panthers, they made some magic happen. They've got the number one pick. So I'm just going to say our sports teams are turning it around in 2023. <laughs> well, and see, I think that while it's great to have the positive affirmations, I think there is a danger in having everything based around these top picks because you know, there's a variety of reasons. For one, I think we put way too much stock into the mock drafts and the, these lottery projections and everything because essentially we're grading 
teenagers. We're looking at 17, 18, 19-year-old kids and trying to project, well, what are they going to be not just this season, but five, six, seven years down the line where there's so much development? If we just went based off of, say, for football, you know, we're, we're talking about, you mentioned the Panthers have the number one pick. If you went off of where everyone was going from high school into college, you'd have a very different draft board than you'd have for today for whom the Panthers are looking at. And that's essentially what NBA teams are tasked with doing. And so my view on it is, yes, the draft is vitally important. If the Hornets pick in the top three, it is an absolute must that they go out there and find that future Hall of Famer because that is your job as a front office when you're picking in that vicinity of the draft is to find that guy. That's what puts your franchise on the right trajectory for years to come or can get you sidetracked. But in the here and now for what the Hornets can do next year, I think they're in a really good position to bring that player along and not be dependent on them to immediately have to come in and lead the franchise the way we're seeing with some other teams who have had the top one or two or three picks in the last couple of years since LaMelo's draft. Totally agree. And, and that's something I think is so interesting when you look at how athletes' careers play out, right? Whether it's the high school star going to college and does that transition, you know, collegiate to pro. How to, And it's very interesting how some people can be the best, the great at whatever level, and then it just doesn't transition. They don't develop the way a team had hoped. And so you do hope that, you know, when you're looking into the crystal ball there of what you think that person can be, that you get it right and that you also have the staff around them that does help them develop into the great player that you think they're going to be at the top level of the sport. And then, as you mentioned, you know, can they bring some guys in? Can they sign some free agents? And I'm also kind of looking here at at who are going to be free agents on the roster and and someone I really, really hope that they find a way to keep is Kelly Oubre. What he's done for this team, the way he's stepped up, I just have been so impressed with what he's done for Charlotte since he's been here and just how he's continued to lead this season despite what the team has been through injury-wise. And, you know, I was talking with someone in the organization. It's like, if you know Kelly, he's, you know, actually way calmer and shy than who you think he might be because when you see him on the court, he just, like, taps into this alter ego. And so I love the energy that, that he brings and the way that he can get the team going. As far as, like, top free agents out there, I hope people start to see Charlotte as a attractive market. I mean, I think Lamelo is an awesome teammate and someone that I think anybody would want to play with, the magic that he's able to create. But aside from that, I, I certainly hope they can find a, a piece or two that would elevate them outside of the draft and, and through free agency. Yeah, I think the Hornets, are they are going to have several opportunities. They own two first-round picks, including one that will uh, certainly be in the lottery, and we'll see how those ping-pong balls fall. I uh, definitely feel, though, that the Hornets are, are well-positioned to bring that player in, not have to lean too heavily on them, and hopefully see a quick turnaround for the franchise, and then in the same moment be bringing along someone who can be a franchise leader alongside LaMelo Ball and others for years to come. All right. In the meantime, we do still have some games left on this season, and a very important one tonight for the New Orleans Pelicans as they sit right on that line between basically not just 10 and 11, but also they're within maybe a week's worth of good play from being top four, five, or six in the Western Conference. So it's a huge one for the Pelicans. Hornets hoping to get a W in the season series against New Orleans. We will preview that one for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
Sam Farber and Ashley Strohlein here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Ashley, of course, a occasional sideline reporter for ESPN, an occasional model of the Hornets bucket hat, which will be an upcoming uh, giveaway. Uh, and, of course, she is always sports reporter and anchor extraordinaire at WCNC. We appreciate her joining us. Ashley, you know how this segment works. we got a game tonight against the Pelicans. Uh, I've already detailed Charlotte at 23-50. and 50. Uh, They are playing for pride. They are playing uh, to put some more positive things out there on tape for everyone moving forward. Pelicans are playing for their playoff lives right now. Uh, as we speak here, they're basically within a game of maybe two games of being in sixth place. Uh, they're also currently on the outside looking in at the top 10 pitcher in the Western Conference. So a big one for them. We need players to watch for each team as well as a statistic to watch. Which category would you like to begin with? We'll go player. Player to watch. All right. Let's have you tip things off here with a Pelican to watch. Who do you have your eye on? Yeah, I'm going to go with CJ just because I think he's he's their leader, right? He's came there. He's kind of helped be a veteran presence for them, and, and um, just looking at his stats and his performance, I just kind of expect the, the same thing from him, obviously, with uh, Zion having a hamstring injury and the Pelicans awaiting his return to be determined when that might be. I would like to pick him just because I know, you know, Carolinas and all of that to give to give the folks here something to watch. But I'm going to go with C.J. McCollum. Well, I'll take a Carolina guy, but I'm going to go with Brandon Ingram. Ingram, of course, a North Carolina native, went to Duke, was a one and done, uh, was a top three pick of the Lakers, traded over in the Anthony Davis deal. A one-time All-Star. He's having a really strong year, not quite at career-high levels of scoring, but close to it. And more importantly, he is at near career-high high levels for shooting. He is for three-point shooting, shooting better than 40% from beyond the arc. Uh, He's also having a career, or close to a career year at the free throw line. Uh, He's just a really, really strong player, and when when you think of top three guys in the draft, again, you you often go towards who can be the leader of a franchise, who can be the Hall of Famer. Brandon Ingram might get there, because statistically, he, he puts so much out there for whoever he's playing for. He just hasn't happened to play on a team that really has had a playoff run to this stage of his career, but he is clearly an extremely high-level scorer, and on a squad where he's playing with Zion and with CJ, he can just kind of not hide, but he can just kind of do his thing, and he doesn't have to be the, the leading man. He gets more one-on-one matchups because Zion or CJ are out there, and so that certainly helps his cause as well. And he's also just playing some really, really strong basketball lately and over the course of the season as well. He had 32 the other day in a win over the San Antonio Spurs. They have not had, by the way, Zion Williamson for some time now here, uh, so that'll be a, another interesting recall to that one. But either way, I was going to go uh, with Brandon Ingram as my player to watch for tonight's contest. Zion out with a hamstring injury. The last update we heard was that he would be back possibly you know, at some point around now. The last update we got was early in March, and this was almost the targeted timeline, but as of now, we have not heard anything about him making his return. Last time on the floor was January 2nd in a loss to Philadelphia. He did score 26, and it's an unfortunate part of Zion Williamson's career 
career that he has these huge, huge games when he's on the floor, but is so often held back due to injury. Uh, as a fan of basketball, I'm looking forward to seeing him back on the floor when he's ready and able to get back out there. But uh, another injury plague season for Zion Williamson. In any case, let's move on. We need a statistic to watch as well as a Hornet to watch. I'm going to make you pick a stat. What stat do you want to have your eye on for tonight? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I was trying to think of what I wanted to say, wanted to say for that, and I just, I'm a little unsure, but I, something I want to watch, and I don't know how it's going to go. I kind of want to see two things, turnovers and rebounding, because I think it's been a, a, a different maker for this team. Obviously, in the game against the Pacers, the Hornets were able to, I think, capitalize and have over 30 points off of Pacers turnovers. So how can they do with that? How does their defense look? And and also just defense all around. How is this team going to do? And um, can they hold their own in the paint? Because they've got some vicious guys on the Pelicans. I've, I've seen it in action before, and you, you never know what Jonas just might, might bring to the table. Yeah, my stat is kind of adjacent to that, that paint focus, and it's the foul line. The Hornets got into a world of trouble in their most recent game against the Pacers because there was a parade route to the foul stripe over the course of the first quarter and, and large parts of the first half, specifically Miles Turner, who, who only ended up with 20 points, only ended up with 20 points. It was a really good game, but it looked like he was going to go for like 75 based off the first quarter because he just lived at the line. Hornets got that in check and were able to win the second, third, and fourth quarter. So I think for the Hornets, this is a huge thing and it's been an issue in the previous meeting. I know you have to go all the way back to early October. The home opener for the Hornets was a 124-112 loss, but in that game, Charlotte attempted 14 free throws and the Pelicans attempted 37. So the Hornets are not good enough of a shooting team to make up that margin. I don't know that anyone is. They certainly have to do a better job of defending without fouling. I think that will be a key for tonight's contest. Last but not least, I need a Hornet to watch. So this is always tough for me because I'm like, I'm rooting for everybody. I want to see everybody have a great game. But I'm going to stick with my guy, Kelly Oubre. Like I said, I've really enjoyed how he's been leading, how he's been stepping up and and filling in for guys and, and since they've been out injured in a starting role. And obviously he led the team the other night with 28 points. And just the energy that he brings. I also thought it was great to see Nick Richards had the double-double filling in for Mark while he's out. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Kelly does, but I'm also excited to see what some of the younger guys do when, when they get their time on the court. Don't you hate me? I can never pick just one thing. <laughs> no, we love having you here. We love the optimism, and we love that your, your love for everyone on the roster. So I appreciate you spreading it around. But we're going with your original pick of Kelly Oubre. I uh, appreciate the mentions of some of those other guys because they are deserving. I'm going to look at Gordon Hayward for this one. I think Gordon had a really, really strong game, and he has quietly had some very strong contests basically over the last, I don't know, two months now. I mean, he has been healthy, knock on wood. That has been one of the most important things. I think it's vital for him to end the season healthy, go into the offseason, you know, ready to work on his game and not working on rehab. That would be huge for him and this team moving forward. Uh, but I, I think he has quietly also transitioned into a different kind of role. And he came to Charlotte. He needed to be the leading score for the team to win. Now, he quite frankly doesn't. He needs to be an efficient player and a really good option anytime he's out there on the floor. But do they need him to score 30 to win the game? No, they don't. 
but I think we want to continue to see these high-level efforts, and it would be nice to see him go back-to-back for 20. Uh, He did that towards the end of uh, February when the Hornets were stringing together those five straight wins. He was really hot at that point, and hopefully he's got another hot streak in him right now to lead the Hornets to a win in tonight's game against the New Orleans Pelicans. However it pans out, we know that Ashley Strohline will have all the highlights for you tonight on WCNC, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back here in your bucket hat or whatever you choose to wear that's teal or mint or whatever at the Hive again soon. (laughs) Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And who knew the bucket hat would be all the rage? But luckily, like you mentioned, fans can get theirs. The last home game, it's a giveaway. So, you know, you got to show up and support your home team. Get your bucket hat. We can rock it together. There you go. I love it. Ashley Strohline, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks to Ashley. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Thanks most of all to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.